0: of a feather is that, is that not what they say
1: on the contrary Mr. Mon there's a great deal to see see, uh, another one of their gimmicks
0: they are quite funny I, I prefer the term psychopanesia white wings are so so, so so pejorative This voice
2: is just fitting I belong to neither the physical nor the spectral, and yet I am beholden to both. I imagine you might have something
0: There's nothing to see in the blackness of idea, just all black.
2: And who, may I ask, are you?
3: Who are you talking to, Gretchen? Who's...
2: Who?
0: Who? Who the hell is that? Ah, birds of a feather flock together. Is that not what they say? Consider a friend here the newest member of your... colorful flock. Though, I must say, this newest edition sports plumage... A bit darker, <laughs> but I believe he'll be able to shed some light upon the things you've been tasked to illuminate, despite his more shadowy qualities. What a wonderful paradox, isn't it? How the overflowing void came into our world and left its dark children, shades persisting upon the sprawling loam of this world. ...living without the benefit of a son to cast them. (laughs) Oh, but I digress. As you know, I have a tendency to do so. I suppose an introduction is appropriate. So, without further ado, meet your new partner. The Shadow of Marvin Mum. I know, I know. Dramatic, isn't it? But I'm afraid, for this one, it's quite necessary... You see, Mr. Mum is off somewhere living burden-free, having left the worst of himself in the mysterious little hamlet of Distoria. But, as I'm sure you've all heard, that mischievous little city isn't one to let all that malevolence go to waste, bringing us to the man that stands before you. All the malice, evil, and diablery Of a one Marvin mum He really is quite the catch
2: Another shade in the house hmm? This place is just filling with spectres
0: Oh, my dear Gretchen How I've come to love your aloofness It's such a wonderful compliment To your more ethereal nature The answer to your question is yes He will stay in your quaint little abode But fear not, daughter of ghosts. The good people at the One Church have ensured your newest colleague behaves.
3: And how exactly have they done that?
0: Oh, have no doubts, Mr. Sallowin. The One Church is well versed at breaking wild broncos, if you'll excuse the analogy. Though, I suppose you want specifics. Very well. Upon our friend's body is a brand, a very special brand, one that will ensure he remains compliant. If he doesn't, well, be assured he'll be taken care of. Now, I'll let you all get acquainted if there are no more questions. I'm sure you're just dying to get to know each other. ta
3: I wasn't even aware we had an intercom system in the house. We don't. Ah, I see. Another one of their gimmicks. They are quite fond of them, I must say.
1: Well, Mr. Mum. Normally I'd welcome you to your new home and get better acquainted. But let's be honest. We want you here about as much as you want to be here. So why don't we just skip the niceties and I'll show you to your room. Helena.
0: On the contrary, my dear. I'm quite pleased to be here and would very much enjoy making your acquaintance. Of course, I understand your hesitance. My nature is distressing, but as your master stated this dog has been muzzled.
1: He's not our master.
0: My mistake.
1: We really should give
3: him the benefit of the doubt, Helena. It's the proper thing to do. After all, we're all misfits in our own way.
2: I agree with Mr. Salowin. Even creatures like Mr. Mum should be given a voice, even if they are speaking from the darker chasms of life. Allow me to start, uh... Marvin is
0: fine. But you may call me whatever you please. After all, I've little choice in the matter.
3: Well, Marvin, my name is Vance Salawin. I'm a biopsychometrist. I used to be in the employ of the Necrolope, but they, or should I say the Esoterium, decided my talents would be better served here at the Obscuary.
0: What an interesting talent, Mr. Salawin. It seems you and I have something in common. We're not afraid to get our hands dirty. <laughs> um,
3: yes, it occasionally gets a bit, uh, messy. A rather unfortunate insulary of my abilities.
0: Sounds like the funnest part to me. Um, well, um... And who is this who stares at me as if I were a window? There's nothing to see in the blackness, my dear. Just more blackness.
1: On the contrary, Mr. Mum, there's a great deal to see. But I suppose that's beside the point. My name is Helena. Helena Vespertine. Tell me, where in the one church were you taken?
0: Here and there. Mostly in the Atrium of Lost Faith.
1: Black Sutra, you say? That makes sense. They're well known for their conversion programs. The brand is just one of many ways to tame those allied with the Dark.
0: Interesting. I didn't say where I was, but you knew anyway. What grand talent are you bestowed with, I wonder?
1: Ah, I see now. You must have attempted to lie to me. I'm afraid you'll find obfuscation a bit difficult around me. No matter how clever or labyrinthine the deception... I will always hear and see the truth. It's a fact I suggest you keep in mind, Mr. Mum, for your own good.
0: Oh, I will, my dear. I certainly will. But if you don't mind me saying, it must have pained them greatly to let you go. The one church, I mean. I can only imagine the plans they had for you.
1: And now it's my turn to be impressed, Mr. Mum. How did you know I was once with the one church? Despite
0: that wonderful lilac perfume you're wearing, piousness has a stench you cannot hide, my dear. And you reek of it. No offense, of course.
1: <laughs> None taken, Mr. Mom. And do my
0: eyes deceive me? Have we a white wig in our midst? I thought all of you were gallivanting in the city of Willard, or chasing the tail of tornadoes. What an unorthodox decision to court chaos in the pursuit of revelation. The Esoterium is truly swinging for the fences, as they say. I-I-I-I prefer the term psychokinesia, white wigs are so-so so pejorative, pejorative, it's just-it's just a way for the majority to marginalize the different-minded, yet yeah, neurotypical, standing in bread lines begging for buspar and benzodiazepines, little orange pill bottles filled with neurosuppressants, government sanctioned chemical lobotomies. But no, 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 I'm, I'm not like the others, Mr. Mum. I, I beat the system. <laughs> you see, before the darkness, I had a neural implant that allowed me to explore the internet like never before. Fucking Galileo surfing digital seas never sailed. You hear what I'm saying? But, but when the darkness came, it didn't obliterate the internet. It changed it, morphed it, corrupted it. Everyone thinks it's gone, but no, 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 it's still there. It just talks a different language, multiple dark dialects, corrupted codes, sinister syntaxes, and and they all talk to me. Do you understand? Uh, Oh, and, and my name's Felix, Felix Yaros, by the way. A pleasure to meet you. Why, I do say, Mr. Yaros, I'm intrigued. The darkness has its way with all of us in one way or another but to straddle the border between sanity and insanity. Now that's a position worth holding on to. <sighs>
1: Are you okay, Felix?
0: Mr. Mum received his PhD in 1985 at Brown University. Unbeknownst to college police and local authorities, however, Mr. Mum was moonlighting as an artifacts thief and black marketeer between the years of 1978 all the way up to 1999. After the Great Awakening, though, his penchant for stealing archaeological valuables was outweighed only by his proclivity for violence. For the next 12 years, he entered the dark market, establishing partnerships with similarly-minded traffickers and then murdering them after said deals were concluded. His murders were so numerous, he became known as murderous mum in dark market circles. However, in 2014, he disappeared from the business altogether. Many believed his growing body count had finally caught up with him. However, unknown to others, Mister Mum had come to lament his misdeeds and traveled to the legendary town of Distoria to liberate himself of his darker impulses. I, I I'm sorry, Mister Mum. Sometimes it just. Not at all, my boy. Not at all. My benefactor's exploits are open to one and all. Anyway, I never mind a trip down Memory Lane. <laughs>
1: How wondrous that we get to live and work with a psychopath.
0: Oh, my dear. I'm much more than that. A psychopath, you see, is a deviation from the psychological norm. One that meanders into the darker, often frowned upon vistas of the human psyche. But I am no mere deviation. I am the land where the psychopath gets lost. The frontier of darkness from which all sinister urges originate. I am the source.
1: Rather dramatic, don't you think, Mr. Mum? And if I may say so, a bit narcissistic.
0: You're quite right. I am all the detestable things Marvin left behind. Distilled evil given shape and breath. But enough about me. How about you, my dear Gretchen? How do you fit into this little rag-tag group of ours?
2: My name is Gretchen Harlow, and my place is, regrettably, between worlds. I belong to neither the physical nor the spectral, and yet I am beholden to both. I imagine you might know a little something about that.
0: Indeed, Miss Harlow. I do know a thing or two about them.
1: Well, I think that may be enough for introductions. I'm sure our murderous friend has bloodbaths to dream about. Is that correct, Mr. Mum? Helena. You'll get no apologies from me, Vance. None of us signed up to live with a murderer, let alone the distillation of a murderer's worst urges. To be quite frank, I could give a good goddamn whether I'm being courteous or polite.
0: Oh, how I enjoy your candor, Miss Vespertine. Of course, you're right. You've no reason to trust me. The brand on my back is a testament to that. And so, I will politely take my leave. I believe you said there is a room waiting for me, if you would be so
2: kind. I can take you to your room, Mr. Mum. It's a converted attic. I hope you don't mind. Why, this sounds
0: delightful, Miss Harlowe. Attics, after all, are home to old shadows like me.
2: I'm pleased to hear that, Mr. Mum.
0: Good night to you all. It was a pleasure. To make your acquaintances.
1: (laughs) Well, that was interesting. Not the word I would use, but to each their own.
0: You, you should open your mind, Helena. It's, it's, it's just that kind of mentality that the powers that be want us to adopt. They, they want us to enslave our thoughts, shackle them in cognitive cuffs, bondage of the brain, you know, and, and all that. Uh, Mr. Mumman's just on a different spectrum of thought. One we can't see or appreciate because of the biological blindfolds evolution imposed on us. I, I, I mean, he's beyond gamma rays, floating on dark matter like...
1: He's not like you, Felix. It's not just a different perspective. The man's pure evil. And by the way, those powers you're so fond of railing against, I hate to break it to you, but we work for them.
3: Well, I still think we should have told him what we'll be doing and what our objectives are. I'm not sure anyone bothered to tell him what the purpose of this group is.
1: He'll figure it out if he hasn't already. He was trafficking illegal obscurum. This job should be right up his alley. Is our new roommate comfortable? As
2: comfortable as one like him can be under the circumstances. What's your read on him, Gretchen? I feel bad for the poor creature.
1: Feel bad for him? Gretchen, he's a goddamn monster. A murderer. He's the consequence
2: of another man's misdeeds. The epitomization of his sins. Unlike most of us, he can't help but be what he is. Well, regardless, I don't trust him. Nor should you. It is in his nature to deceive. However, the brand will keep him in line, and, of course, we have you. Thank goodness for that.
1: I still don't like it. They couldn't find anyone else. Maybe an ink dragon? Hell, I'd even take a Kerwin or Moffat.
3: Not so sure about those less, two, Helena. I've heard things.
1: Well, I may not enjoy his company, but from what I saw... His talents won't be wasted. Why?
3: What did you see in him?
1: (laughs) Enough, Vance. Enough. Something smells absolutely spectacular, Vance. I'm impressed. I wasn't aware you knew how to cook.
3: One of my many hobbies you'll come to benefit from, Helena. Oh. Sit down and enjoy my special fiddlehead and bacon omelette. You won't find anyone who makes it better. Oh,
0: I can attest, Helena. Vance is a whiz in the kitchen. He's, he's like the Rembrandt. No, no, the, the, the Michelangelo of chefs. Fucking Sistine Chapel right here.
3: There you go, my dear. Eat up.
1: Thank you, Vance.
0: fuck was that
2: there's there's a letter in the fire but it's it's not burning
1: i can tell you it's not an illusion the letter is real best someone fish it out with the poker and see what it says
2: Reads, urban exploring can be so much fun when you're with friends. Make your way to the tallow mill and you will receive instructions from there.
0: What a splendid place to meet. I myself enjoy the ambience of a good obscurum, especially one with such gruesome implications.
2: You startled me, Mr Mum. Not an easy feat.
0: I've been right over here, in this comfy shadowy corner. I've been here all morning, in fact.
1: A rather creepy thing to do, Mr Mum. Especially given your proclivities. Perhaps you might announce yourself next time, hmm?
0: I had nothing to contribute to the conversation. Plus, I'm an avid student of human behavior.
1: Well, you can study it somewhere else. This isn't a fucking zoo.
0: Isn't it, though? From where I'm standing... I see four animals trapped in servitude, milling about a prison, albeit an extravagant one, and carrying out the orders of their caretakers. Helena, don't...
1: Last I checked, we're not the ones with a brand seared onto our back.
0: The only difference between us, my dear, is my leash is visible. But be assured, Miss Vespertain. There's a choker around each and every one of your necks.
1: Perhaps you need some more training, dog.
0: Enough of this. We have a job to do. I suggest we get to it. On that topic, Vance, I'm afraid I have not been aware of what we do exactly. It was a detail your Matt. Sorry. Benefactors neglected to tell me.
1: I told you we should have... We have been tasked with investigating Obscurum, Mr. Mum. The Esoterium put together this little team of ours to elucidate their nature and track down those that have been stolen. An activity, I believe, you have some experience with.
0: So, we are to shine a light upon the darkness's bastard children, are we? Goody-goody, I wonder what delightful things we'll find. Or maybe it's the other way around. What delightful things will find us <laughs> Yes, fucking yes the obscurum could be entities unto themselves living semblances of sentient darkness distributed across the globe. I mean I mean I'm talking collective consciousness all into their own the tower of teeth, the black pyramid, fuck even Gremlin, connected consciousness conglomerations yes
1: Well, on that note, shall we get going?
3: Ladies first.
1: Who says chivalry is dead?
0: Look at all those molds. There's gotta be thousands of them. No one knows how many Tallow people existed in Tallowtown before the statues all mysteriously disappeared. All of them made from boiling human fats, they say. I wonder how exactly it was done. Let's see, shall we?
3: Um, Mr. Mum, I mean, Marvin.
0: Where... where are you going? Oh... So much can be found in the shadows, Mr. Salowin. It's the memory of horrible things, don't you know? The grey matter with which they store their despicable deeds. What do you see, Mr. Mum? Oh, just some candles being made. <laughs> really? They—they they just made candles. That—that's that's it.
1: Let me remind you, Mr. Mum, that you cannot keep a secret from me. For I only hear the truth. Given Felix's response, and the depraved nature of the description I heard from you, I will refrain from revealing what you saw. But, know this. I will not allow you such luxuries in the future. We are an investigative team with one goal. Provide information about the Obscurum. And you will do just that. Do you understand?
0: Of course, Miss Vespertine. It will be my pleasure. I won't spare the group a single grisly detail. I promise.
2: Uh can we please move on? I'd like to get this done as expeditiously as possible. Uh... Gretchen,
3: are you alright?
2: I'm alright, Mr. Selwyn. Let's just please keep moving.
0: Hey, Helena, did did you notice that Mr. Mum, no, no, uh, Marvin, that's what he likes to be called, Marvin, uh, that's what he prefers. Did you notice he, he doesn't have a shadow?
1: Yes, Felix, that did not escape my attention, but it's truly no surprise. Why do you say that? Because, Felix, he is the shadow.
0: Does anyone know where exactly we're supposed to meet?
3: Ah, Felix, you know better than that. Our betters are as much about theater as they are information. I'm sure we'll recognize it when we see it.
0: Christ! What? Tell us that!
3: It looks like a black carrier pigeon.
2: Look, it's got something. A tape
1: player. Go ahead and play it, Gretchen.
0: Greetings. I hope you're enjoying the sights. I thought in an appropriate location, given your new stations. Oh, how I wonder where the tallow folk have wandered off to. After all, it's a lovely little town. Tallow town. Quiet, secluded, in a fantastic view of the mountains. Why would they ever want to leave? Oh well, a mystery for another day, I suppose. Now, are any of you fans of music... <laughs> I certainly hope so, because your first assignment is investigating a pipe organ. Of course, this is no ordinary pipe organ, but one born from the loins of that dark, forgotten year. It is a little known obscurum called Dorsey's Palace, so named because of its location in the Dorsey Highlands of Montana, and the pipe's resemblance to a castle's towers and minarets it is conjectured that a landslide must have occurred during the darkness as the object was found embedded into the stone like a long buried fossil as you can imagine the instrument is quite massive about the size of a three-story house they say but its size is only the beginning of the obscurum's intrigue of course on its metal and stone music shelf is a sheet music book known as the Nameless compositions. The Esoterium's own brief investigations revealed that when the mysterious pipe organ plays a song from the cryptic book, a strange mist begins to manifest, and the music it produces can be heard for miles. But even more interesting is the outer effects of the music itself. Specifically, the produced melody is preserved in the surrounding environment repeated in the songs of crickets, the howl of wolves, the buzz of cicadas, and even heart palpitations would assimilate its haunting tones. This particular phenomenon lasts for weeks, sometimes months. In some (laughs) not-so-ethically-conducted tests, the pipe organ had some peculiar effects on musicians. They reported that the melody permanently played in their head, unable to shake it from their psyche furthermore any external noise the musician hears manifests as the heard melody forever plaguing them they also reported a sense of unparalleled dread when they listened to the thing's sonnets believing something terrible was about to befall them this condition also persisted without abatement however The investigation was only partially completed, for, at the time, there were more pressing matters to attend to. Thus, realizing the object's potential detrimental effects, we had the area quarantined. As such, it has been sitting there dormant for the last 21 years, untouched and unplayed. However, it is time to face the music, so to speak and to finish our study of the Sinister Thing. That, of course, is where you come in. The Esoterium has invested a great deal into your group in this work, and expect a thorough examination of the object's more profound nature and capacities. Hotel rooms have been reserved for you at the Black Stallion Inn in Dorsey. You will arrive there no later than Monday at 5pm. And with that, I bid you a good day and good luck. Obscuary is a Maltopia production. Today's episode was written by Stephen Anzalone. It was performed by Kelly Bear and Stephen Anzalone editing was done by walker kornfeld and audio production was done by Stephen anslone be sure to check us out at mailtopia.com also be sure to follow us on social media such as facebook twitter and instagram simply type in m-a-e-l-t-o-p-i-a if you like the show please rate us on apple Podcasts, spotify or whatever podcast platform you prefer and to further support us and gain access to exclusive art, stories, and podcasts, check us out at Patreon at
2: www.patreon.com/meltopia.